Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Pod Jerky. On today's episode, we are joined once again by Fancy, Colleen, and Christina from the Good Wives Guide to True Crime Podcast. Welcome, ladies. Hey. Hi. How's everybody doing today? Good. Good. Pretty good. Just been a crazy couple of weeks, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Lots of podcasting. How's Canada? Well, we're good. We're good. Uh, you know, our COVID numbers are gone up slightly, but uh, it's to be expected. Um, where I'm actually back to work now. Uh, um, I work in the school system. I work with special needs kids, and uh, we just opened up about three weeks ago with the schools. So how's uh, that a going? Bit of a change. It's a bit of a change. It's uh, it's very different. Everyone has to wear masks. Uh, the special needs kids don't really wear them because, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's hard for them. So we understand. But uh, so far, so good. And I hope that it uh, continues this way, but yeah, you never know. Right. Yeah. I'm um, so I teach at a college and we're all virtual. Um, my students, they do have a clinical cause it's nursing. Um, but when they shut down in the, like the middle of spring semester, we had to like switch all virtual this summer was virtual clinical, which was insane. Um, and now they're in person, but they have, um, it's only limited facilities and extreme caution and pull out if they see an outbreak at the hospital. Yeah, we had actually our elementary school system here in uh, Toronto had 70,000 kids pull out from actually going into school last week to go virtual and they couldn't handle it. They don't have enough teachers right now to start the online process. So uh, they had to delay it once again. So they're not even started yet with the elementary kids that went online. Wow. Yeah, we're, we've been online for a couple of weeks right now. My, my, do- my youngest daughter is a senior um, in high school. So um, it's been a crazy transition. But Colleen, you're still at home though, right? You're not teaching in the hospital? Right. Yeah. I, my, my boss knows that I uh, am immunocompromised. So they're letting me teach all theory courses this semester. Um, and most likely we'll continue just teaching theory online until probably next year. Yeah, that's good. I mean, at least yeah. uh, some like, I mean, if they're, if they're uh, able to work with you on that, then that's a good thing. My wife too, she's at home. I don't think they're going back until at least February. They released their uh, schedule to say that they're going to go back in February as of right now. So. Oh yeah. My husband, uh, he works at, a, at uh, the local hospital, one of the local hospitals as a social worker. Yeah. Um, and their uh, vice president of the company said that if they've been able to work from home successfully since March, that they're going to be working from home until next July when the vaccine is out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so he's going to be a year and a half at home. Luckily, yeah. we haven't killed each other yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we say the same thing. We see a lot <laughs> of each other, and it, it, it's hard because you're not used to that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if we can all stay safe and we stay healthy, then that's all that matters. 100%. Yeah. So the last time we had you guys on, uh, we had quite a good conversation. Uh, we had talked about the Gypsy Rose uh, Blanchard cases because you guys did extensive research on uh, that case. Uh, we talked about a couple of other cases as well. And today, we're, I think we're going to touch on two cases. And I think you guys have some information uh, based on our last conversation 
that you guys were wanting to talk about as well, because you guys were going to release some information or some episodes on uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we just yeah we did do some stuff on that. Um, we mostly did that over on our uh, YouTube channel, the Murder Murder by Design. Uh, we had we talked with uh, uh, death investigator Joseph Scott Morgan. I think we talked with him twice on that case, and a couple other um, homicide detectives and and different people that would be you know part of kind of that information. I think did we do did we talk with Kirk too, Colleen, on that? I can't remember. I think we talked to Steven. No, I think we talked with Kirk too because did we talked talk, to- I think we talked with gosh, who did we talk with about We talked with a lot of people about Epstein. Yeah, I don't, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> um I know we talked with Joseph twice because we talked about um the Epstein's autopsy and then later talked about uh like the criminal charges. Because when we were talking about um, Epstein's autopsy and how they haven't given us that report, but then that's when he started talking about Kobe Bryant's autopsy being leaked and he was pissed as hell because that was in that same video. Because I remember it was just so striking and him unfortunately talking about it made me go look it up and now I totally know why nobody should have released that. Right. Right. Sure. Don't look for it. It's horrifying. No, yeah, because I, I saw today that there was uh, pictures released of uh, Kobe Bryant and Gianna um, that uh, mm-hmm. I guess Vanessa is suing the LA County District for yep. for those pictures being for released on our site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know what we were talking about, Colleen. I know what he's talking about. Um, we did that whole whole episode and stuff after um, there was that large dump of files, and there oh, hasn't been yes. another. There hasn't been another dump that even though there we were supposed, supposed to. to get to be get another one, right? We didn't get another one, right? No, we were supposed to. The issue is so uh, Ghislaine has been able to get a stay um, for the files from 2016 to be um, not released. To- the public yet so she won her one of her suits for a stay of that information so that's why we haven't seen that second dump we just have the massive 4,000 page first dump now do, do you think there's a lot of trouble with Ghislaine Maxwell actually being a- arrested do you think she knows a lot of stuff on a lot of people uh, oh stuff yeah going to be coming <laughs> out and big and there's big trouble coming yes I think she knows a hundred percent like she was always there she was in charge of the books um she was in charge of so much she was present for everything and she's got the names and i'm that's why when you know she was first arrested you know there were so many memes of jizzlane maxwell uh did not kill herself next week um (laughs) because she's she's way too she's got some details i think that information is going to help her in the long run i i believe she's going to get life in prison but she might not have to go to you know severe um a severe location of prison and maybe even would get some sort of even better deal um, if and she has the documents and evidence to back it up. And I believe she does. I think they were in, smart enough. They kept records. Um, it's reported they had cameras in every single room at every single angle. So I think she's got information uh, that she can use for some leverage. Yeah, uh, I, I 100% agree. I mean, she, she's got to know something. But again, she's going to have that, that information saved and that's not going to even be made public because I don't think a lot of people want a lot of stuff getting out of more important people that uh, could pay the price yeah. for this. Yeah, th- there's got to be NDAs up the wazoo. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know uh, like uh, there was the non-disclosure agreement between 
um, Alan Dershowitz and one of the victims and she released her stuff and he was suing her for breaking the NDA and it and just imagine you know there's hundreds of you know minor victims and then probably thousands of perpetrators and each one of them has got to have an NDA for this lawsuit. So, and the people involved, like the pilots and the waiters and cleaners, all of them, there's thousands of people involved in this. It's good. It's going to take so many years for anything really to get resolved. But us as the public, I don't think we'll ever get to know the true story um, unless just and decides to, you know, write a tell all um, illegally or somebody leaks that confidential information to like a WikiLeaks or something like that. Right. Stranger now I know for, oh yeah. I was just gonna say have. stranger things have happened. So, yes. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so for those who haven't been living under a rock, everybody knows what's happened with the uh, Jeffrey Epstein case. So, I mean, we don't have to go into detail. I mean, the guy was in, in nice words, a pig. Uh, he got a lot, he got away with a lot of things things that shouldn't have been happening, but did happen. Um, more interested in, uh, I guess, um, what you guys might know about uh, the stuff that you don't, we don't get to know. Um, right. Some of the stuff or the research that you guys did. But I, again, I don't want you to give away too much information because <laughs> I do want people to go to your site and I want you to, like, to listen to your podcast as well. Um, but without giving away too much information, what information do you guys have that we as just regular uh, listeners wouldn't know? Colleen, it's your, that's your, okay. yeah. I, I don't even know, like, I don't pay attention. I, I really have not followed this case as much as, as Colleen and Tori have, so. Um, so Epstein uh, was arrested back uh, in the early 2000s, and then again in mid, uh, about 2014-ish time um, for underage uh, sex with a minor, um, and then in the FBI had enough information that he was um, arrested for human sex trafficking, uh, specifically of minors. Mm -hmm. And then he was arrested. Um, he did not commit suicide in prison. Something else happened to him. We all know that one. If you, But that's a good opportunity for you guys to go listen to um, our Murder by Design episode with Joseph Scott Morgan, where he talks directly about Jeffrey Epstein's quote-unquote suicide. Right. Yeah, he gives a lot of great information about that. Um, you know, he explains to us several different theories as to what happened, including one that was really shocking to all of us. And that's something that if you want to hear it, you're definitely going to have to go over and listen to us over on YouTube's Murder by Design, because it was pretty, like, we were shocked when he said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm not stealing the numbers for that. I want people, I want to direct them <laughs> over to your guys. Uh, yeah. But then yeah. uh, after uh, Epstein died, we, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, she is from France and she was out of the country. So uh, Interpol really couldn't get her. We were just waiting for her to be arrested. And in 2015, like they didn't have all of the documents. There was just so much missing evidence. And they were looking for it. And then for some dumb, cocky reason, uh, Maxwell came into the country uh, and the FBI was waiting for her. But there was minor uh, human sex trafficking of minors by many people from many different countries, you know, kings and uh, princes and dignitaries and presidents and vice presidents of many different countries were involved. Uh, and a lot of the victims were from 
poorer areas in the United States, but also from other countries where, you know, Joseph asks, where are they? Where are the girls? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, but so there's a lot of details and we talk a lot on um, our episodes about it. Who was involved? What, how deep does this really go? Where, you know, the different Epstein properties and some of the, you know, methods that they used in uh, getting these girls. Yeah. And before I even started uh, with the uh, Netflix documentary, I think it was called Filthy Rich. There, there's an out, another podcast out that was called The Mysterious Mr. Epstein. And uh, mm-hmm. th- that, that was a great podcast. There was a lot of information involved in that one too, but that one didn't have uh, up to his arrest. I believe it came up to his arrest um, before he was actually incarcerated and before he actually committed suicide. I don't think there's an episode regarding that yet. Um, but there was a lot of information on that. So again, I'm not going to steal the numbers. So I want people to go listen to your podcast and go to your channel to get the information on that. And I want people to check out uh, the mysterious Mr. Epstein as well, if they want to learn more information about this case, because both. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, thank you. I, uh, I also, thank you. Yeah. Um, I also, there's a 60 minutes episode in Australia. Great, great 60 minutes episode. Um, but it's an Australian 60 minutes. Interesting. Yeah. I, have, I haven't yeah. seen that one yet. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's about, it's, way before Maxwell was arrested but in between I think after he died and it goes into like Prince Andrew and one of the main girls who's been fighting um for justice um and how she was involved and them trying to get justice so it was a really good um she lives in Australia now so I think that's why it's a 60 minutes uh, Australia okay. um mm-hmm. but it, it's really good and I only have been able to find it on YouTube so while you're on YouTube looking at murder by design 60 minutes check that out too okay so I'm, if you have anything else to say about the Epstein case, uh, you can say that now, and then we'll get into another case that I am actually very interested in. Um, I don't think there's anything I have to say. Colleen, is there anything? Or no, Christina, either one Christina. of you? No, I think Colleen covered everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like we said, there's a lot of information. You definitely should check out the, the one, especially the one we did with, with Joseph, um, yeah. both episodes. Those are both really very, very interesting. And then uh, the one that we did where we, we, we basically went through almost piece by piece and, and, and talked about what was in the, um, the, the dump of information, you know, the, all the court documents. So that's a really good one too. So I think, with all of that, you should get a pretty good understanding of everything and know what we know, you know, because we pretty well, much so get it all out there. I think in the past couple of days, also, there's they, they've subpoenaed the, for the for more flight log. So once mm-hmm, we get more yeah. information on that, of course, we'll update everybody on that. Right, too. right. Well, we haven't had Christina over on our YouTube, so I guess I haven't even asked you, Christina. Have you ever seen the Epstein mansion in New York? Have you walked mm. past it? No, I haven't. No, but if we weren't in, in quarantine the past few months, I probably would have <laughs> would have made it a, a point to do with everything happening. But well, we'll have to make it a point for as soon as we come out of this crap that you yeah. can go and yes. and we'll do a we'll do a live, you know, Christina at the Epstein Epstein Mansion, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah. That would be cool, actually. I mean, I'm in Canada. <laughs> I can't even cross the border right now. <laughs> I know. It's I'm, so waiting, crazy. I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for you guys to make us pay for that wall. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to happen. We're not paying for it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I just sneak across the border. 
Trump can oh. think whatever he wants. We're not paying for anything. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh my God, you guys are hilarious. Uh. We're going to take a quick break to show some love to another podcast. Every 73 seconds, someone is sexually assaulted in the United States. We are here to tell you, you are not alone. Blackbird, an advocacy podcast, tells the stories of victims and survivors of true crime with a focus on the support these survivors need. We provide information for those who have endured trauma and for those who love someone who has. Tune in every Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to hear these stories of hope, survival, and empowerment. No one should go through this alone. We believe you. That was Sarah from Blackbird, an advocacy podcast. Make sure you tune in and hit that subscribe button. So I want to get into one of the cases that from uh, listening to your podcast that really, uh, I guess, uh, struck with me because I, I never even knew about these, uh, these cases and it's the toolbox mm -hmm. killers. So mm. for those who don't know, do you want to explain a little bit about the toolbox killers? Yeah, sure. So um, the toolbox killers are two serial killers that basically like worked together, which is odd. It's an odd thing. Like that uh, doesn't happen very often uh, that serial killers are usually kind of lone wolves. They do their own thing. Now, you know, you might have a mass shooting or something like that, but those aren't necessarily serial killers. Those are kind of more like spree killers. They're a, they're a special sect of serial killers. Uh, well, because they were criminals and killers be individually before they came together. Right. No, they weren't killers before they came together. Oh, just criminals, just criminals. Just, just, just rapists, yeah. Just rapists, <laughs> you know. So, you know, there's just that. It's just, they were just, just raping people. Bit. Just raping people. Um, but yeah, so um, they were criminals and they, they met up in a, uh, a, a sanitarium, basically, you know, for the criminally insane. Um, and then they, they, I think that was what it was, a sanitarium, or was it just prison? I can't remember at this point. I think it was a prison, but they were getting mental health treatment. Yeah, yeah. So I know that they've both been in and out of also the like uh, uh, places for criminally insane as well, um, which basically like they fell through so many cracks of you know people letting them out when they should not have been let out. Like so, but anyway, they they came together. They're two serial killers who worked together through the in the in the seventies in California, which there were like a lot of serial killers in the seventies in California, um, but these two are just especially depraved and they basically they stalked women you know young girls in um in california in the beach cities uh and they kidnapped them or, or they would lure them into their cars you know a lot of these girls were hitchhiking or what have you and they would get them in there and then they would take them up to a remote location in the san gabriel mountains and they would basically spend hours and hours and hours just abusing them and i'm not talking just like uh your standard you know just you know torturing them like by raping them repeatedly they were especially sick and they did all kinds of 
this stuff. Like, um, and it was so bad that when it, when one of the uh, videotape or, or audio tapes at the time, I'm sorry, audio tapes of something that they had done that had been recovered with one of the girls was played in the court. People were running out of the court in tears and shocked and including the prosecuting attorney. I've never seen a prosecuting attorney be that choked up over something. And when he came out and he did his interview with specific people from the um, media, um, he was just almost speechless and he was you know, choked up and it was, it was just crazy. It was a terrible, terrible, the things that they did, just unbelievably. Part of their plan was they wanted to rape a girl from every age from 13 to 19 years old. Mm -hmm. That was part of their plan. Right. And they, you know, gosh, it's been so long since we've talked about this. They got caught because of another person that was in their little group of, you know, people that, you know, kind of were depraved. And this guy was okay with raping women, but he wasn't really okay with them killing women. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that he had his own young teenage daughter and he was worried that they might do something to his teenage daughter because they had made like an offhanded comment about it. And so then he turned them in. And at first the police didn't really believe him. And then they were able to get some proof. And so basically then Norris and Bitteker were brought in and Norris uh, cut a deal so that he didn't have to be give, given the death penalty. Um, and so he just got life in prison. But um, both of them just passed away this last year in the early, early, one passed away late last year, one passed away early this year, like within weeks right. of each other. Yeah. Well, and they also got caught because they ended up getting like sloppy with the last one too. They mm -hmm. thought, or I don't know if it's necessarily sloppy or too um, arrogant. Like they just left mm -hmm. the body on the side of a street in a yard mm -hmm. versus yeah, throwing them in Yeah, mm -hmm. you get too cocky. For those that you don't, that don't know, the name of the toolbox killers actually came because they were using tools from an actual mm -hmm. toolbox. They were using ice picks, they were using pliers, they were using yes. uh, sledgehammers. And mm -hmm. some of the details that you guys go into is just, wow, is it, just, uh, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, ice picks through the ears into the brain and sledgehammers and these Players girls- Players ripping off, Yes. Yeah. And they take them up into these dirt roads and they take pictures of them and, yes. you know, they have video right. of them begging for their lives and screaming mm -hmm. on the audio mm -hmm. as well. Yes. And, it, and, it they, and they even disturbing. described, they even described, and this is so funny, this, and this is funny, when we're talking about this is like, you know, this is a funny thing. When we were doing it, um, we, we were getting into the, talking about the fact that they would tell the the girls um, before they did to them what they were going to do to them. They would tell them what they were going to do. And Colleen was like, I don't know why they have to be such assholes. <laughs> and, my, and my answer was, well, Colleen, they are sadistic serial killers. So yeah. there's that. And we made a t-shirt of that, like that we sell yeah. with, our, um, with our logo on the, you know, a little logo and then that on the back. And, and so, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was just kind of a funny thing. Cause she was like, I don't know why they have to be such assholes. I'm like, um, Serial killers. I don't know if you remember or not. You know, like. yeah, <laughs> well, and they exactly. were doing stuff to them, at, like the fact that they like threw their bodies off cliffs. 
mm-hmm. where like they're like you had already raped, tortured, killed them. Like yes. why throw their bodies where their family can never find them? Right. And, why? Two, of those, and two of those girls have never been found. Um, yep. So, and there is one survivor, and this is the one that kind of brought it down along with what was happening with the you know the friend who was okay with raping girls but not killing them. Um, you know she she. They, that was the last one that they did, you know, leave. And basically they, they threw her into, you know, like a, a neighborhood and basically wanted to see how shocking this would be for somebody to find, you know, this girl in this state of, of stuff. And well, they wanted us to make the media, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was that, but I think it just was kind of like a F you, you know, like, yeah, we're getting away with it. We're getting away with it, you know? So it is. It's just scary. The, the 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 depravity is just really crazy with these two, and and you know it's what's even in, more interesting is when we first were gonna do this, and I I you know I brought up to Colleen and Christina um, because Tori Tori had taken a, a little break at that time for um, maternity leave and stuff, so um, I had brought up to them that we had run into you know that I had run into Laura Jacqueline Brand who was um, you know a person who'd been speaking with Bitter and Norris for you know five six years and was doing a a thing on it she basically that's what she does is she goes and she talks to serial killers um I had brought it up to them and Colleen mistakenly thought I had you know I was talking about almost exactly the same kind of of thing with another like little group of serial killers like they're a father and a daughter and like this woman that he the, brings yeah, the in. toy box yeah the toy that's box. the toy yeah. box killers right and so she was like oh yeah i know all about that blah blah and so she did like this whole outline on it and sent it to us and i'm like uh who the heck is this guy and she's like the toy box the toy box killers i'm like no no calling toolbox killers she's like oh, oh okay <laughs> <laughs> Equally well, as depraved, but totally different, you know, yeah, like so. Totally different. <laughs> but there were a lot of similarities between the two because the others, you know, the toy box killers, same thing. They would they would tape these long sessions of of torture and they would tell them what they were gonna do. Like that guy had like a welcome message that he would play for yes. them. It was yeah. just awful. Just oh my god, the worst stuff. Yeah. So the, it's a horrifying clip to listen to his voice and or he would tell yeah. them exactly what mm-hmm. is going to happen to them mm-hmm. and he had them you know just chained up in chains right. uh in his i think it was his garage that he had soundproofed and muffled mm-hmm. and his yeah. daughter was involved in the process of doing this of helping him and um he they had, they had, like, a, they had and, like a trailer that they were using. oh yeah it was like a trail yeah mm-hmm. but it reminded me of a garage yeah, um, yeah, they had like a trailer they were using, uh, but yeah, and, and 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 the toolbox guys, they were they were really like on a upward swing. Like they had so many things that they were planning on doing at that point in time, right when they got caught. So, girl, lots of girls' lives were saved because of that. Because I mean, some of the things that they had written down in like these, you know, planning things at of what they wanted to continue to do to women. Oh my God. If you you thought what happened already was was terrible and depraved wait wait you know wait do you hear about that because it was just like 
oh my goodness, their thought process of what they wanted to do, they were even looking at, you know, like um, finding women and throwing acid on them, um, you know, and seeing how their skin and their eyes and things like that would react. I mean, it was just awful. I, I think that was one of the worst cases that we've we've ever covered um, as far as, you know, the the just just sickness of what it's depravity just yeah 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 well, they, it goes they beyond just like killing they, people well they had the highest rate on the sadistic scale right pretty high yeah yeah, yeah. pretty high yeah <laughs> yeah that's that that's that's crazy but then you guys got a chance to talk to to laura brand um mm -hmm. who did interview um both of them right bitteker and norris yes she spent years and, years talking with them and, mm -hmm. and norris was actually friendly with her um, yeah. It was Bitteker that was kind of standoffish and it took him a few years to open up to her. Sort of. Um, it, I mean, it kind of went, yes. They, uh, uh, Norris was more, um, in the beginning, he was more open to speaking with her. Um, and then when she came back and she was uh, pregnant with her son, then uh, Nor Bitteker began to really open up to her. I guess it was kind of like that motherly, you know, instinct of, of, of what she was giving off to him. But then Norris kind of flipped on her later when she told him that she was going to go ahead and write the book, uh, you know, because originally she was just doing it, you know, as a uh, part of her like master's degree and, and all of that. And she hadn't really decided what she was going to do with it other than than that and then so when she told him she was going to release a book you know he was like well I didn't consent to that and her answer to him really was well I don't think your victims consented to what you did to them either so there's that yeah, you know <laughs> like, but the, the audacity of him being like well I didn't consent to you talking about what I told you okay well too damn bad dude but yeah I mean it's just it, it's a crazy case um, it's just super super strange and beyond, you know, just the, the, the things that these guys came up with to do is just like, you just can't think of how does this happen? You know? Well, they, they go back into their childhood, right? They blame their childhood. And then Norris actually blames Bitteker and you yes. know, there's a yes. whole story behind all that. Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 There's they, a whole... they all do. They all right. do. Right. And we did, you know, we did a three, I think we did three episodes on them plus the two interviews with Laura. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it, we, we went pretty in depth in what, what, what happened. Uh, we kind of went through their background uh, cause that's one of the things that we do over on murder by design is we don't just like to talk about um, and we did this one on, on the podcast, but we kind of do a lot more on our, our YouTube channel, but we don't like to just talk about the actual crime um, because I, I honestly believe that that's like the least interesting part of any of this um, yeah. when you're looking at it. You know, I really think that the mindset and what really causes a person to do this? How does one person who grew up in the exact same circumstances, one becomes, you know, a normal person and, and has a productive, good life and another one becomes, you know, a serial killer. Like, like everybody who gets abused does not go on to become a serial killer, you know? 
and not even everybody who is a sociopath is a serial killer. In fact, most of them are not. Most of them are very successful, uh, you know, people in a lot of times they're successful CEOs because they don't have the, the worry about stepping on somebody or having to fire someone that, you know, maybe they, they actually like, you know, whatever. Um, so a lot of people, they, they go wander normal lives. But what causes a person or persons to do something like this is what we really try to focus on a lot when we go look at these cases. Uh, so. Yeah, I have a, a friend, actually, we talked about her last time. Mm -hmm. uh, her name mm -hmm. was Sarah from a Blackbird pod, uh, advocacy podcast. Yeah, and we're and, supposed to talk with her soon. So yeah. yeah. And she actually started a new segment called uh, Psyche Saturdays. And she delves yeah. into... Uh, just the, um, I mm -hmm. guess, the psychology behind all of it and looking yeah. into the minds of some of the serial killers and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's very interesting. Um, I, mm -hmm. I, I know I'm interested in that kind of stuff. I'm not a professional at that. So I like to listen to other people talk about it because they know more than I do. Right. Uh, so that's, that's why it's good to uh, be able to listen to other podcasts out there that know what they're talking about right. and actually do the research on this stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, and the oh. other thing that we bring to the table is that we have amazing, um, you know, experts that we bring on. So um, we just did, it, uh, did a really great uh, episode with Dr. Laura Petler, who is an expert in staging of crime scenes. And she also um, does a lot of death investigation. And she does this wonderful thing that we talk talked with her about called the murder room and basically um, it has like a 98% solve rate when you put when you look at it from this way of all the different you know like if you put all the elements in it basically solve it can solve it with with 98% um, solve rate. And then, you know, obviously we have our, our favorite death investigator, Joseph Scott Morgan. We have some homicide detectives that we work with, a uh, cold case, uh, uh, you know, research um, and investigators. We now even have um, some of our own psychologists we've been working with. We just worked with Dr. Robbie Ludwig um, or Ludwig, I'm sorry. Um, and so we, that's one of the things that I think is different about what we do because yes, we research, we look into things, we pull files, you know, we, we petition the courts, we file FO, FO, you know, IAs and all of that. Um, but we always tap into the resources because I'm a big believer on, you know, if you're the smartest room, person in the room, then you're actually the dumbest because you didn't surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. You know, um, I think that you're only as good as the person that you're going to and finding information from. And, and if you know, something and then you go and you find the person who knows more than that then that obviously brings you up to that level you know right right yeah. we're gonna take another break to help out another podcast hey everyone i am nick and i'm russ and if you're looking for a podcast about current events that's well informed highly educated and safe to share with your whole family that's not us. Nope, it's not. But here at the Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything podcast, we have an opinion about everything and don't mind sharing it. That we do. New episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Check us out at nickandrust.com. And find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more, including YouTube. Thank you, and I love you all. Mwah! That was Nick and Russ from Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything. Make sure you tune in and hit that subscribe button. So why don't you tell us uh, if there are any other projects that you have upcoming? Oh, Lord. 
Lord, we have so much. <laughs> we're going to be here um, all night, yeah. Yeah, no, okay, so we're finishing up our season two of uh, The Good Wives Guide to True Crime. So uh, that is finishing off with our head-to-head on Scott Peterson because Colleen is one of the very few people in the world that thinks that he's innocent. Um, I don't know how that happens, but hey, whatever. She's where, she's 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 able to do her one where I go, what? You know, yeah. <laughs> before yeah. I seriously Everybody consider one. Everybody yeah, one. You one. only you only get one, Colleen, because after that I'm gonna be like, I don't think we can be friends anymore. Um, <laughs> if you if you like start advocating for Casey Anthony or uh, then we're oh, just not gonna be able no. to we're not gonna be able to, but anyway. Oh, um, no. but Colleen Colleen <laughs> seems to think that he is not guilty. Um, and so we did a four part um, that we are, you know, we've released we released a couple, then we had a little bit of corruption so in the files. So we have the first one back out. Uh, Colleen and Tori and Christina will be taping the second episode again, which is where Colleen gives her plight for his innocence. Third episode is basically me and um, talking about, I, I go into a lot of the psychological aspects of it, um, which in my opinion is where this really lies in whether or not he's guilty or not is if you if you strip away everything else because everything else can be you know skewed in how you think or what you see or did this happen or did this eyewitness give a good account or any of those things um but when you look at it psychologically it really puts it into perspective um and then our fourth episode will be basically our finale of where we all four come back together we ask a couple of questions of each other we debate it out and we actually allow our audience to give their input as to what they believe after you know after hearing all four episodes and allow them to win a prize so we're wrapping that up uh, obviously murder by design that's an ongoing thing we're on there every week um, Mondays and Fridays and we're doing both of them live now we were just doing Fridays live but Mondays and Fridays we're doing them at 8 p.m. Eastern time zone uh, on YouTube live and on Facebook um, so we do that. We kind of broadcast it to both at one time. We have a lot of stuff that we're doing over on our Facebook channel. That's like, you know, uh, we have some five minute, like, you know, true crime in five minutes. Colleen's doing a this day in true crime and history. Like, so what happened on this day over the years in true crime? And, you know, we do like a 15 minute thing on there as well. So kind of just a lot of stuff that we're bringing to the table. Um, Colleen and I and Tori, uh, specifically, I mean, I think Christine will get in on this too, but we're, we're working on a series for Facebook that is going to be like a TV series more like that than, than anything else, like a documentary, I mean, got documentary um, of serial killers around the world. Um, but what we're really excited about is, you know, so we're closing out the Good Wives to Good True Crime for the year. We'll be back in January with our season three, which is going to be amazing. Um, but we're starting two new podcasts. And uh, at least two new podcasts. We have a couple others in the works right. that I'm are going to say at least. Yeah. Right, at least two new podcasts. Those are two podcasts that we're personally going to be on. We also have a couple that we're working on being producers for, um, you know, where we'll produce the content and help them. But but it'll be somebody else, you know, kind of coming to the table with everything. But one is a missing dedicated to missing and unsolved cases, so missing persons and unsolved cases. And we're going to be working with Todd Matthews. He's the former director of Name Us 
for that, along with David Middleman, who is the CEO of Authram Inc. And basically, they're doing this incredible thing with DNA, where they're able to take like minute, small, small quality pieces of, of DNA that no one else could have done anything with, and they're able to put it into a system, run it through thousands of different markers, and actually help solve cold cases, even dating back 100 years. So we're doing that. And then Tori and I are launching an entertainment podcast because that's where Tori and I kind of got started in all of this. We are actually our actors and writers and things like that, you know, and so we are releasing a talk show that's going to deal with, you know, entertainment industry. We have interviews with, you know, specific people in all walks of the entertainment industry. Uh, we'll be doing some pop culture in that and all kinds of cool stuff. So it'll be like an entertainment talk show. So we've got a lot coming up. I mean, seriously. And every month we do a crime of the month over on Murder by Design. And then we do all of our interviews. So, I mean, we've got so much, guys, that, um, and Christina writes a blog two times a week. So, <laughs> wow. Like, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean that, you guys got busy, a lot. Busy, busy, busy people. Yeah, we are extremely busy. And and then on top of that, you know, Tori and I, we, we do writing that is outside of true crime. So we're working on trying to get a couple of, of things um, produced, uh, you know, TV series, movies, and things like that. So, I mean, there's so much, guys, that we have coming down the pipeline. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, and 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 this is not a shameless plug. I actually genuinely do enjoy listening to your podcast, so I want everybody uh -huh. to go and check you. out this Thank podcast. Thank you. Um, you guys talk um, about a lot of cases. I'm into the true crime thing, mm -hmm. so I do like listening right. to it. Um, mm -hmm. But do, I, I'm not just plugging this because you're on my show. You guys do have an amazing <laughs> show. Um, Thank you. You guys have wonderful content. Uh, if you want to give we your, um, your socials, then uh, everybody yeah. knows where to find you. Yeah. Um, and we work really hard on all of that. Like we do, you know, hours and hours and hours of research and everything to try and bring the best quality product that we can bring, you know. Um, but if you want to follow us on the socials, so Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, you can catch us at uh, True Crime Wives with a V and an S, you know, wives. And then um, we also have a secondary Facebook, which is MBD True Crime. Um, and then as far as like, obviously YouTube murder by design, but if you want to go and then we're on all major podcast platforms with, uh, the good wives guide to true crime right now, we'll be releasing, um, gone cold with the, with, with the good wives and Todd Mathis, you know, Matthews, sorry, Matthews, um, here, you know, at the end of October and that's lunch, obviously we'll be coming out there too. You'll have to look for us, but if you want to find everything we're doing in one good spot, you can find us at mad. So that's M A D ginger, like the color of my hair, <laughs> um, entertainment.com. So mad ginger entertainment.com. We put all of our blogs on there. Our podcast is on there. Our YouTube channel is on there and anything new that we're working on will be up on there as well as well as other places they can find us like other you know like your 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 interviews with us are up on there um, and several yeah. other people that have interviewed us have been there because we give a little bit of different stuff to each you know each time we do yeah. an interview so yeah now have you guys made it onto amazon music yet i think we're on that one i know we're on pandora we're also we're on pandora itunes iheart spotify stitcher 
Podchaser. Um, I wasn't even aware that Amazon was doing podcasts at this point, but uh, now that you've said that, we're definitely going to we'll look, look into that. Oh, yes, we'll they are doing right Amazon Music and Audible. You go on to uh, both of those and you apply for those. Mine actually just got uh, approved onto Amazon Music, but unfortunately in Canada, you can't see it, but in the States, you can. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, so um, if you do I put it on Amazon... You do get it into the U.S. and everyone in the U.S. will be able to see it. And they are apparently making a big jump and a big splash into the podcast market right now. Awesome. Thank you for letting us know. I guess I'll have to look into that tomorrow. (laughs) Another thing to add to my long, long, long to-do list. Yes, yes. (laughs) And and I'll I'll add one more thing to your guys' to-do list. Um, Mm -hmm. You guys are already part of the group. It's called PodVCon. You guys are part of the group that we created uh, in August, Mm -hmm. and we do our virtual convention. If you guys have time, we are doing our virtual convention December 4th to December 6th, and we'd love to have you guys on if you guys do have the time. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. We'll make, we'll make the time. Yeah. We'll make the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we are looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun convention. Uh, in yeah. August, we did it more of, uh, we do live shows. So we do it through um, StreamYard. Oh, and, great. We use StreamYard. We use StreamYard. We do the um, live 45-minute uh, shows each. Um, mm. Okay. I think the last time we went, uh, we were doing 24-hour slots. And we mm-hmm. ended up uh, trying to pull away from the 24-hour slots because... Uh, what happened is, is like overnight kind of gets a little bit iffy because, you know, the time zone changes in some places. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit different. But um, this year, we're going to try and do a lot more with it. Uh, we're trying mm-hmm. to get uh, some more special guests on. And it would yeah. be great if you guys wanted to come on. So um, sure. just keep up to date in the, in the group. You're in the group already. It's called PodVCom. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you guys on because I'm sure a lot of people would be tuning into that one to, to mm-hmm. your guys' show. Yeah, we're kind of doing something like that um, that we did for, um, it's going to be an annual thing. We did it on the 24 hours of what we called was the, you know, the Daybell um, Rapture. So basically the case that we've been following for most of this year um, has been these these cult mom and dad, you know, who basically um, took the lives of their children and many other people. It's been a crazy wild ride going through this. And so to honor the children. Um, there was supposed to be on June, was it June 22nd? Is that what it was guys? Think so. Yeah. So on June 22nd, we did a 24 hour live broadcast, um, where we, and one other podcaster, we stayed on all 24 hours. Um, so it was like, you know, we would come and go, I came and then Colleen would come and, you know, so, but next year we're planning on doing that again. We're going to do it every year. Um, so we're going to do the same thing. Like next year, we're hoping that we end up with, um, you know, a lot more special guests and some cool contests and things like that. And then if you guys want to check out our merchandise, we do have our own merchandise. You can get it off of our website as well. Um, and including a, I survived the Daybell Rapture. So if you are a Valo follower of this crazy case, then, you know, you can definitely grab one of the shirts that we um, designed and part of the proceeds of um, that are going to be donated to, uh, you know, abuse, uh, child victims against uh, or crimes against children. So, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Again, once again, everybody go and check out the podcast, phenomenal content, uh, phenomenal uh, podcast. Uh, Their YouTube channel is great. I mean, I, there's nothing more I can say about you guys. You guys have been fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, uh, anytime. Yeah. 
Yeah, and hopefully um, we'll yeah we'll be able to get together uh, again and uh, talk about yeah. some more cases because I have a blast with you guys. <laughs> oh well, we thank you and <laughs> we appreciate you. You, know, you you connecting us with some of your friends in the in the in the true crime world. We we can't wait to hang out and talk with them as well. So yeah, definitely, they're looking forward to it too. Good. Well, anytime you want to have us back, please, please let us let us know. You know, and maybe in um, maybe in January when we come back, you know, we can pick a case and you can come over and talk with us too because you know we'd love to hear your thoughts on on a, a maybe even a Canadian case because I know we talked about a couple of them last time, yeah. but I'm sure there's way more. You know. Oh, so. there's got to be tons of them out there. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find something. Yeah. yeah. I still have to talk about the Butterbox babies. It's still got to happen. Yeah. When we we've slowed down a bit once we've slowed down off of our season i plan to look at that one more yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. definitely yeah we'll get back on together again and yes. uh, um uh, sure uh, get sarah to be in contact with you again as well uh, i know she's looking forward to speaking with you guys as well because uh yes. she's got a phenomenal podcast as well so wonderful uh, well we look sounds really good we love talking with you and yeah. have a good one tom okay perfect thank you guys so much appreciate it here we go Hot Turkey.